When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is good, everybody? Welcome to an emergency edition of the SB Nation NFL show. We are brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. He is Justice Mosqueda from Acme Packing Company, from NFL Reacts, from NFL University. You're everywhere, Justice. <laughs> yeah, they, Michael Kiss is working me to the bone. But <laughs> outside of that, we got a trade. Vaughn Miller, Los Angeles Rams. Didn't expect that one. Like the trade deadline is at 4 p.m. Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern Tuesday, I should say. And like I was just talking with Kiss today and was like, eh, you know, I don't think anything's going to happen. It looks like Deshaun Watson probably won't get traded. And then, bam. We get this news from Adam Schefter, which has since been confirmed by Von Miller's agent that he is, in fact, getting traded to the Rams. Just as he's getting moved for two second day picks in 2022. Are you surprised by that? Is it too high a price? What did you think of the actual terms of the deal? The compensation is weird because you very rarely get a Pro Bowl player who you are not going to extend. Right. I mean, that that's the biggest, uh, I guess pivot point here um two draft picks i don't think is surprising for a player of his talent i guess i guess the way that the rams are thinking about this is the way they have to play it out is he's going to be a comp uh compensatory pick in 2023 after he hits free agency in 2022 so they'll probably get back like that third round pick so the cost is really you know a second round pick for von miller now, I've seen some tweets uh, saying that Von Miller is not the same Von Miller that we have known in the past. You know, he is what now? He's 32 years old. Uh, he's had an injury history for sure. You are into the tape. I know you're watching everything around the league. When you look at Von Miller, does he look like the same guy to you? I mean, he's still a starting caliber pass rusher who can <laughs> have Pro Bowl flashes. Like, okay, maybe yeah. he's not like defensive player of the year caliber at this point. You know, your body starts breaking down, especially, you know, in your 30s in the NFL. But I, this is definitely something that changes the dynamic of the NFC. I mean, you were talking about immediately your mind went to the Niners, right? Um, you see it all the time, like people talking about the Cardinals, people talking about the Niners, Seahawks, uh, how, how it impacts them. This is the, a type of move that can win or lose you football games and, and can decide, you know, a divisional race. So I don't think that should be overlooked either. And I, I think it's I, the Rams are just such a fun team in terms oh. of the trades. The way that they do it, it really does seem like Sneed's been there forever, right? So he's seen everything. Mm -hmm. he, he's seen draft picks for players, players for draft picks. It go well and go poorly on both sides. Um, whereas Sean McVay, you know, when, when the Monday night football uh, opening was there, it, it was reported that they offered him $10 million. I do wonder if McVeigh is like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time, right? Like, 
Let's just drop all these draft picks right now. Let's increase our window. Stafford looks like an MVP caliber type of quarterback right now. Why not just go all in and then when the wheels fall off and Stafford's gone, McVay, just go to Monday Night Football and get your $10 million a year and you're basically making an NFL head coaching salary just calling games until you find the next right spot to land to. I mean, it, it seems like that's where they're at, which is a lot more fun than kind of like the sustainability model that you kind of see, you know, league wide where it's like, no, we draft and develop where it's like these guys are, hey, we are dropping the pedal. The, the gas is to the floor. And when this all falls off, we're going to have nothing but hopefully a ring to show for it. There's something to be said for that philosophy, right? Like you were just talking about so many teams you know, assemble their, their roster as if they're going to be there and everyone's going to be there competing for the next 10, 15, 20 years. But that's just not how it works in the NFL. And maybe the Rams have figured out, like I saw a tweet from Barstool Big Cat, which is essentially like Sean McVay treats draft picks like that's future Sean McVay's problem. He is worried about yes. present day Sean McVay. He's, they are constantly pushing their chips into the middle of the table. They force not only everybody else in the NFC West to have to react to them. They force everybody in the NFC to have to react to them as well. They are constantly stressing you. Like I, I just tweeted out, like, can the 49ers even enjoy the win for a day? Can we get a day? No, we play the Rams in two weeks and Von Miller is going to be there sitting right next to Aaron freaking Donald. Like look at their roster, Stafford, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, now Von Miller. Like they just constantly improve. Rams fans have to love it as a Niner fan. Obviously, I hate it. Yeah, there's three dudes on the defensive side of the ball. You have to be cognizant of where they're at at all times. Yep. That's very hard to handle with when you have edge pressure, interior pressure, and a guy probably in the slot who can cover, you know, those slot guys, right? Like Jalen Ramsey, the way that they use him. He could be on anyone, you know, onto an entire side of the field, the way those combo coverages work out. Um it should be noted, too, in the scope of all this, it's the Rams will probably trade Deshaun Jackson, right? It came out earlier l- last week, you know, they're going to trade him. I don't know what the compensation for him is going to be like, but the compensatory pick, you know, include uh, Deshaun Jackson, you know, in these moves. It's going to yep. turn out where it's like they basically traded like a third round pick at the end of the day for a year of Vaughn Miller, um, which Hey man, on paper, when you're a contending team, that there's probably a lot worse ways that you could construct a uh, team than that. So that's a really good thought. I hadn't thought of, like so, th- and that kind of gives them a little flexibility too. Like, so you're gonna move Deshaun Jackson before the before the deadline, and because it, it doesn't really matter. Like, obviously, you want to get the most that you can, but yeah, it's almost like included in this deal for Von Miller. They're gonna get a pick back for him. We should mention, by the way, if you want more on these deals, you can go to Mile High Report and TurfShowTimes.com. Those are Broncos and Rams communities for SB Nation. I'm sure they will be all over this trade. And for Denver, if you look at that side of it, like we all kind of could see this was coming. They don't really have a plan at quarterback. They had some pieces there. You know, obviously the defense is nowhere near where they had the no fly zone back when Peyton Manning was there. And it's just like Denver is just ripping it down to the studs and completely starting over again. Which is very weird to me. Um, I understand that they don't have their quarterback situation figured out. But by all accounts, Fangio, this is still kind of like a hot seat year for them, and they're four and four. So, you know, the way the AFC West is shaping out right now, everyone is still alive, you know, no matter how how bad 
it may look in terms of the win-loss column right now just because of every team has multiple losses at this point. Um, Fangio must have felt – if you were Fangio, a defensive-minded head coach, you must have gotten an okay from ownership that, like, you're going to make it throughout the season because if they're shipping out Vaughn Miller while, while you're at 500 in November 1st, I'd be furious, right? I mean, what kind of a deck do I have to play with if you're trading Vaughn Miller when I'm 500 and my quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater and we just benched Drew Locke, you know? It's true. Um, and, you know, there are some people that you can trade and whatever. You just make the deal and you move on. When you're talking about trading Denver, uh, trading Von Miller away from the Denver Broncos, that's not something you just do, right? You've got to go upstairs and get approval for that kind of move. And is it Elway that's making that call? I know he's not technically the GM. Peyton is there. Um, do you think Elway had to sign off on this? Man, I don't know anything about Elway. Like, I, I think people in that building are unsure about what Elway's role <laughs> is with the team moving forward. And, you know, ownership-wise, too, their ownership's in court. So there's right. there's a whole lot of, you know, Who's balls in the, the air. There? Yeah, exactly. But, but someone must have, you know, pulled Fangio's ear and said, hey, you're good for this year. Make this move. Um, you know, probably looking forward, it is probably smart to have a second and third round pick than nothing, especially when the Broncos are probably going to be buyers, right, in free agency. So they wouldn't be getting the compensatory pick that the Rams are going to get because of, you know, ingoing, outgoing free agents, basically. Um, but just so many weird things with Denver. I, I, I do think that this is a move that, you know, I think you described it well. They're stripping it down to the bolts. So um, what a weird spot for the franchise to be where they are now hitting the restart button on a rebuild with a coach on the hot seat. Yeah. And just no real, like, thoughts of what the future at the quarterback position is going to look like. It's not like this quarterback class that's upcoming is, like, there. there's no Trevor Lawrence or anything like that that right. you can hang your hat on and say – that's the dude who for sure, like within three years, he's going to, you know, be a Pro Bowl, at least in the Pro Bowl conversation, right? We're not having those conversations with guys like Malik Willis, with Carson Strong out of Nevada. Um, you know, it, it's it's a bunch of odd names. You know, the 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 favorite to go first overall coming into this year was probably Spencer Radler out yeah. of Oklahoma. And now he's benched and he's probably going to have to transfer someone somewhere next year. So. It's not been a great showing for these quarters. Sam Howell, too. I mean, just completely falling out of the first round quarterback yeah. conversation after, uh, you know, his year at North Carolina. So just a weird spot for them to be in where you can look at the Rams and you can see what they're doing. Right. Yes. You look at them and you say, hey, gung ho, you have your quarterback. We're chasing titles right now. And then Denver, it's just like, well, we can take what we can get and uh We'll see if, you know, our our head coach is still our head coach next year. KJ Hamler this week was was retweeting uh, uh, videos about uh, Fangio and Shermer that were not so nice. Oh. Not so nice. So I don't, I don't understand what's happening in Denver right now. Well, and think about it this way. There's a couple things I want to get to. First of all, in terms of timing on a rebuild, I mean, the Raiders look like they're okay. Like Derek Carr seems to have figured some things out and is playing better than ever the chargers are very good i know they didn't necessarily look their best this week but the chargers are very good and they have a young head coach and a young quarterback obviously the chiefs are really good with andy Reid and patrick mahomes like 
Good luck building up your team now in the division. That's going to be incredibly difficult for Denver. And I can't help but think back to a tweet I saw on the first night of the NFL draft this year from Mark Schlereth. And I can't remember the exact words, but it was basically like the Packers and the Broncos have worked out a deal for Aaron Rodgers. And it's not totally done yet, but it's looking really good. And it's like at one point this year, six months ago, Justice, the Broncos could have been on the edge of trading for Aaron Rodgers. And now here we are a day before the trade deadline. Von Miller's getting shipped out of town. Quarterback situation is a mess. You like you just said, players are, are tweeting things about getting rid of the head coach and like it's a complete rebuild. Yeah. Shouts to uh, Gutekas for holding strong. I mean, that was the right <laughs> move is keeping Aaron Rodgers in house. They're seven and zero the last couple of weeks. Uh, LaFleur's on his longest winning streak of his NFL career. But yeah, I mean, to, to your point, just talking about the AFC West and how tough it is going to be to even compete in that division right now. The, the Broncos are one of the toughest jobs in the league. Not just structurally thinking about these teams as like different independent franchises that are, you know, own businesses that operate on the kind of their own schedule and have their own flow of things. Mm -hmm. One, the ownership thing being in court is a huge deal in that context. Two, you're seeing Mahomes twice a year. You're seeing Carr twice a year. Yep. You're seeing Herbert twice a year. That's six games already that it's like you even if you're you are hold the number one pick right and the rest of your schedule is against four seeds in the afc you're still <laughs> having to go against those guys so it's real tough i'm actually kind of surprised that a four and four team would be one of the teams that would be trading key pieces at the deadline when they're still kind of in the playoff fight because that opens up you know we we talk about you know, okay, who who's going to be on the trade block for the deadline, right? And it's usually teams that have, at this point, one or two wins. When a 500 team is the first team to send out yeah. that first big piece, I mean, I think that opens up the possibilities of, like, what can happen tomorrow, I guess. It's, a, I mean, does this prompt the Chiefs or the Raiders or the Chargers to, to well, I guess it wouldn't really prompt them because the Broncos are losing Von Miller, but, like, what are the reactions from this trade? Like, if you're a Cardinals fan, right now you're coming off your first loss of the season now you find out boom hey the rams have just traded for von miller now i know they have a win over the rams earlier this year but they play them in what is it one two three four five weeks so that's going to be a problem for them if you're arizona do you feel like you have to go make another move jj watt is now probably not going to be back christian kirk is stepping away from football like it, i wonder if arizona is going to have a response to this they should probably think about it, right? Because that, that game against the Rams was close. Um, there were a lot of plays left on the field by Stafford in a way that has been uncharacteristic of Stafford both recently and this year specifically with the Rams. I, I think if you play that game 10 times, the Rams probably win six or seven of them. Um, so that, that was before Von Miller. So I would think that you would want to. I mean, their big move that they made already was Ertz, right? Get Being able to get that move tight end out for him. Um, one of the big things that I noticed about Arizona, Green Bay last week on Thursday Night Football did not play in base defense a single snap. So basically what Arizona is doing, they used to be more, uh, they would very much either be small ball or they would get heavy on you um, in terms of like they would go out there in 12, 13 personnel, but it was to be big. It, it's not like their base. They didn't do that basically at all against Green Bay you know, even with a banged up defense. 
So I do kind of wonder if like they they have another move offensively that would help them. Um, the other thing too is, hey, they had a third string center in against uh, against the Packers, so maybe offensive line is a position they want to shore up a little bit. It is. What a day today is in the NFL. We get news that Derrick Henry could be out for the entire rest of the season because he has a Jones fracture. The Minnesota Vikings lost a pass. Not only did they lose on Sunday Night Football to Cooper Rush, they lost uh, Daniel Hunter, I believe, for with the torn peck. That's obviously, you know, changes their fortunes a little bit. Now we get news of this trade. Jameis Winston is out for the year with a torn yeah. MCL. Like, what is happening today? Yeah, not I mean, halfway the, through the year. The Bucks basically won the South yesterday. I mean, it, it's very hard to imagine a situation where, you know, the Bucks don't come away, barring a Tom Brady injury, right? That the Bucks don't come away winning the, the NFC South. And then you look at the East, it seems like it's locked up. The North, it seems it's like it's locked up. Like the, NF, the NFC is very interesting because I think at this point you can point at five teams that are essentially playoff locks, right? With the two top teams in the NFC West too. I know it's up for grabs in terms of who's actually going to win it, but whoever doesn't win it between the Rams and Cardinals, they're probably going to be the five seed. So <laughs> that's kind of how it's playing out. And then it's real open-ended um, in terms of the last two wildcard spots, right? I mean, you're talking about those same teams that you just mentioned. Minnesota, still alive. The Saints, still alive. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays down the stretch. Plus, I mean, Russell Wilson's a week out, right? A week out from from potentially coming back and playing he? against the Packers. So yeah, he's, he's working out in the free games. He wants you to know it. Uh, did you see what DK Metcalf said after his touchdown? He said, I've been here a long time, and it's the first time I've ever had a ball thrown up like a 50-50 kind of ball like that for me, and it starts with trust. And I was like, damn. I gave it the eye emoji on Twitter. Like, is that a little shade at, at Mr. Unlimited there? I mean, who know, who the hell knows what's going on with Seattle? Well, look, like, two weeks ago, they were tweeting that he should be that Pete Carroll needs to be fired over at field goals. Gino and Russ are very different quarterbacks stylistically, but it shouldn't be lost in the context that Gino basically lost a starting job with the Jets because he got punched in the face by a teammate. So <laughs> if you want to talk about trust, I mean, there, there's been a little bit of a lack of trust in Gino's past too. So true. I, I, I think, you know, Russ's uh, shtick runs a little thin sometimes, especially with mm -hmm. people who have been there before. You could read what – uh golden tate says about him compared to matt stafford and stuff like that yep. and even guys like doug baldwin who basically only played with russell wilson his entire career doesn't necessarily ride for him um <laughs> but he's a good quarterback and i think he's gonna help you know he's gonna help the seahawks once he gets back and that's another team that can sneak into the wild card conversation you know maybe it doesn't look like it in november 1st but once we start seeing, you know, the wheels fall off for the Vikings or the wheels fall off with the Saints, the the biggest thing with the Saints is who's going to be starting their long term at quarterback, right? Like, are you going to bring in a free agent like a Cam Newton? Is Taysom Hill going to get under center? Because I don't know if Simeon and Ian Book, you know, full time oh. starters at quarterback, is like the plan that you want to go out with through Week 18. So Pro Football Talk said that according to a source that they are not going to go after cam newton which is pretty interesting because they have experience playing against cam they know him very well obviously and the fact that well, they, they run Taysom too so you would right. think that like hey if you're doing that with Taysom, why wouldn't you just do that with cam or maybe even get both of them on the field i mean could you imagine trying to stop a Taysom and cam newton offense i mean with all the stuff i mean we watched it you know the cowboys every once in a while they're gonna let uh cedric wilson 
throw a ball. You know, he was an all-state quarterback. <laughs> you could look at the Browns, OBJ, and Jarvis Landry are throwing yep. the ball every once in a while. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to get two of those type of bodies on the field at the same time so you aren't just burning one, right? I mean, they were making Drew Brees stand out there at X all by himself, and everyone mm-hmm. in the stadium knew he was not going to get the ball. You shouldn't even <laughs> honor it. I, I think you have a little bit more pep in your step when like Cam Newton would be out there than Drew Brees, but mm. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. Last thing before we go, because the trade deadline is tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern again. What other, I mean, granted, this was not on anybody's radar, so you have pretty much carte blanche here, Justice. Pick a, pick a player and a move, and apparently it's possible because we didn't know this was going to happen, but is there something you think we could see before the deadline, another move or player? I mean, Deshaun was the big one up until this point, right? I mean, but this blows Deshaun out of the water. And again, the the fact that a 500 team is willing to do this, I I think opens up a whole lot more possibilities. So, you know, Green Bay, I think, is in the tight end market. If we're talking about a team, a team that's a contender that can make a splash move. Um, Robert Tunyon going down definitely hurts them because they don't have a guy who can like basically play on third downs as a tight end and like split out as like a wide receiver. That guy for him right now is probably DeGuara. Um, so I, I could see them making a move for, you know, an Evan Ingram. You know, that's a guy who's been rumored on the market. Like, I think that would be a very good fit for yes. what they do, where he doesn't need to play all three downs. He could just play, you know, basically like passing script downs and uh, Mercedes Lewis can handle blocking the defensive ends and stuff. So I, I think that's the type of move that we could be, you know, in for, you know, outside of the Deshaun thing. I just still don't think that it could happen. All, all the, I read the Florio stuff. Did you see that last night where it was basically the the Texans when they saw that Watson would be willing to settle the cases for the Miami Dolphins, then decided to change what their asking price was Hmm. based on the fact that he could be on the field because he would settle them instead of uh, go to court, which also means that he's willing to go to court while he's under contract with the Texans specifically. What a mess. Roger Goodell, wake up. This is why you have the commissioner's exempt list for stuff like this, where teams are just like doing the math based off of are they willing to pay uh, victims off to stay quiet? That's an awful look for the league. Like everyone should be concerned about the optics of this. That's very bad. I I just can't imagine that Watson actually gets traded tomorrow, but I I guess that's going to be the story of the, the day. Yes, that is definitely going to be the big move that everyone's watching for. I just think there are there are not enough teams that are totally out of it. Like, I could understand the Broncos looking in the division and being like, look, we got no shot. We're, we don't have a quarterback and everybody else in our division does. But even like some of the other teams, like, I don't know, like Miami's one in seven. But do they have anybody that you really want to trade for? Like, no. So that's why I'm, I'm having a hard time coming up with like one move. But you know, I think like a team like the 49ers should try and make a move. And maybe I'm being selfish and biased here, but like they're, they're, you know, on the fringes of the playoff race right now, they thought they had a very strong roster going in. Like the Rams have shown the draft picks are probably overrated. Hell, the 49ers don't even activate their picks from last year's draft. Aaron <laughs> Banks was inactive yesterday. He's basically been inactive the whole season. Ambry Thomas can't find the field. Like, Maybe you need to trade up and make a move. God knows Kyle Shanahan could improve his record a little bit. So maybe the 49ers decide to get a little creative. I know they they're down a couple first round picks because of the Lance move, but you know, do something here. Come on, people. Let's have a little fun at the trade deadline. Yeah. And he spent what three first round picks for a quarterback. Who's not starting for him either. Um, 
He started one game. That's a good that's a good <laughs> trade, right? For for injury. Um it, it would be interesting. I think you know, a team like Washington, where you look at their defense and you say their defense isn't really gonna win them ball games right now, but mm-hmm. they have a lot of front seven talk front seven talent. I think that maybe is a move that you know like might that. interest people. It probably I mean it's not gonna be Chase Young, right? But maybe like a Montez Sweat or a John Allen, and you know, you know, on the front end, if we're trading for John Allen, then we're going to give an, him an extension or something like that. Maybe that's you know possible. I don't think the Lions really have anyone. I mean, the other one I would say is, you know, maybe call Atlanta and see like what's really going on with Calvin Ridley, and and that's not to say that like you know maybe it isn't a mental health issue or something like that, but maybe he's very unhappy with his spot in Atlanta too. Um, you know, they're one of the heaviest teams. It's not like they're spreading the ball around, stuff like that. So maybe he's unhappy with his situation. And if you can get a guy like a Calvin Ridley, I mean, that's, you know, as far as young players who can, like, swing uh, a, a division if you make a move for them, I, I, w- I would wonder what teams would want a wide receiver who are in contention right now. I mean, maybe that's a move San Francisco could do or something like that. San Francisco doesn't like to use the wide receivers that they have. So maybe, but I agree. Like, you know, Warren Buffett has a saying that asked him, how did you make all that money in your career? And he said, very simply, when everyone's greedy, be cautious. And when everyone's cautious, be greedy, like call up to maybe now is the time to be a little greedy. Just call some people up and throw some stuff out there. But you never know, you know, everyone is available for the right price. I'm just saying like, be aggressive here. Like stop, being so risk averse all these teams are so afraid to make a a bad move that they potentially miss out on some good moves they could make the rams you cannot say that for they make the move of the day the news of the day again if you haven't heard trading for von miller he will play on sunday night against the tech uh, the titans who are not going to have derrick henry i believe he either had foot surgery or is having foot surgery we'll have foot surgery in the morning according to twitter that's what mike Vrabel just said so there you go like Vaughn's going to make his debut. The Rams are all in. Um, and we'll see what else happens before the trading deadline. Justice, thank you very much for hopping on to this emergency pod. We remind everybody, if you haven't done so already, please rate, review, and follow the SB Nation NFL show. If you already follow us, that is awesome. We appreciate you. But if you haven't left a review, just take 30 seconds. It's a little thing you can do. It makes a big difference for us. Enjoy your Monday, everybody. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero for Justice Mosqueda. We'll talk to you tomorrow.